Would you pray with me? Father, we do ask for your Holy Spirit this morning to uh, open your word to us, to speak it to our minds, to plant it in our hearts, and to grow it as faith in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, please be seated. Good morning again. It's great to be here. I uh, want to tell you a story. There was a man who went to see a doctor about it for his annual physical. And after the doctor had examined him, he asked, is there anything else you'd like to discuss today? And the, thought, the man thought for a moment, and he said, yes, as a matter of fact, there is. My wife has gotten so hard of hearing that often she doesn't hear me, and she refuses to get her hearing checked. What can I do about this? The doctor thought for a while and then said, I have an idea for you. Next time you see her and she's not looking, say something to her and see if she hears you. And then see how close you have to get before she is able to hear you. And then let me know what happens. So the man went home and he was there in the great room. You know, one of these open floor plans, living room, dining room, kitchen. And he sees his wife across the way. She's preparing dinner. She's at the counter and her back is to him. And so he stands on the far side of the living room and he says, honey, what's for dinner? And she says, nothing. So he takes a few steps closer and and said again, what's for dinner, honey? Again, she did not hear him and there was no response. So he got a little bit closer. He says, what's for dinner tonight, honey? Nothing. And so he sidles right up behind her and he says, honey, what's for dinner? And finally, she turns around and looking at him for the fourth time, beef stew. You know, we all have hearing problems, right? When I was a kid, my mom told me over and over again, I had selective hearing. I told her I didn't ever remember her saying that before. And uh, we have distracted listening. It's kind of like distracted driving, right? You know, phones out and things like that. Distracted listening where the onslaught of information from our TVs and our phones and our radios and our web browsers and all the things and all the people around us prevent us from hearing what's taking place. And, and sometimes, frankly, if I'm honest, I'm just simply not listening, right? I got something else on my mind, or maybe I don't care enough to hear what's being said. And sometimes I can't even hear because I don't know the speaker's voice and I don't know their language. So I begin this morning in the series on hearing God speak, on hearing God, and ask this question, are you listening? See, the basic premises of these sermons is that you can hear God's voice. You can hear Him speak. You can understand what He's saying, and you can put what He tells you into practice in your life. These sermons are about hearing God speak. Now, I really marvel at this fact that the God of everything, the God who made everything, the God whose image you and I were made, that he actually speaks. And because he speaks, he means for you and I to be able to hear him. I mean, how incredible is this? That you can know the mind of God, of course, not fully, but you can know the things of God because he wants you to know them. 
So perhaps I should adjust my question this morning. The first one was, are you listening? Instead, maybe ask, are you hearing? Do you have a hearing problem like the man who went to the doctor? So the question this morning is, the question of the series is, how does God speak? So if you were here last week, you heard Chris preach on hearing God speak through the Bible, through the written account of God's interaction with his people, with his creation, the written account of his son being sent into the world to meet with us, to redeem us, to restore us, that it is, you can hear God speak through his word, speak to you personally through reading the Bible. But not only can you hear through the scriptures, but you can hear God speak through other people. And that's our topic this morning, hearing God through others. Now, broadly speaking, we're talking about other Christians, the saints, all those people, all those followers of Jesus, both living and dead, scholars and ordinary people, clergy and non-clergy alike, lay people. God speaks through the saints in history, through their experiences, through their perspectives, through their knowledge. And the question this morning is, how do we hear from them? What kind of things do they say? Because the truth is is that in some degree, we all have a hearing problem, and we all need to learn to hear God speak in His Word and through the other Christians so that we might understand and apply it in our lives. And so we've selected three Bible passages this morning uh, that provide examples of how God uses other other people to speak to us. God uses them to give guidance. God uses other people to give us encouragement. And God uses other people to give us examples. So if you look with me there in 1 Samuel, where God is calling to Samuel three times, now, Samuel is in the temple. He's, uh, Eli is the priest, and he is, uh, been, uh, he is there to serve with Eli, and he is learning. He's a young boy. And uh, three times, uh, God calls to Samuel while he's sleeping. And Samuel, each time, gets up, thinking that he's heard Eli, walks over to Eli and goes, hey, Eli, what's up? And uh, Eli goes, well, uh, hey, uh, that wasn't me. Go back to sleep. And so he goes back to sleep. God says, Samuel, Samuel, and he walks over to Eli and says, what's up? And Eli goes, no, that wasn't me. Go back to sleep. So we get over here, and this might be what y'all did last night if you have little ones. And, um, and uh, maybe without the Lord speaking, I don't know. It would be really cool if the Lord were speaking. Um, so Samuel's back. He goes, uh, God says, Samuel, Samuel, goes back to Eli, and Eli this time realizes that it's God speaking to the boy. He says, go back and lie down, and next time um, you hear God call, say, speak, Lord, for your servant listens. See, what Eli does for Samuel, young Samuel, is provide him guidance on how to hear God's voice. So God uses Samuel, I mean, excuse me, uses Eli to speak to Samuel and to guide him in the ways of the Lord. Because we read there in verse 7, I think, uh, where it is... um, See, where Samuel does not yet know the voice of the Lord, right? And so uh, we need, as Christians, to learn the voice. 
And sometimes the way we learn his voice, first of all, is by reading scripture, but second of all is by having other Christians, other God followers, other people who believe in Jesus to teach us how to listen and how to hear. So that is our first thing. God provides guidance. The second thing that God provides is encouragement. And for this, I want you to just to flip over and turn to our gospel passage. And this time, God uses a guy named Simeon. If you're getting names confused, just take the scripture sheet home with you, read it later. Um, But God uses a guy named Simeon, right, to encourage Mary and Joseph. So there we find Mary and Joseph. It's 40 days after Jesus' birth. And they're taking the baby Jesus to present him and to set him aside for God. Now, I think that's slightly ironic that the, uh, it is as if Mary and Joseph are going, God, I'm giving you to yourself so that you might do what you want to do, right? But anyway, they're doing the thing that the law requires. They're doing the right things by bringing Jesus to the temple. And at the very same time, a man named Simeon, who's being led by God's Holy Spirit, comes to this temple on the same day and at the same time. Now, Simeon has heard from God a promise that was specific to him. And God had promised Simeon that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah, right? He would not see death before he saw Jesus is what uh, it it was told him. And so there he is in the temple, and in walks Mary and Joseph with Jesus in the little jogger stroller, right? And, um, and he walks over and he picks up Jesus and he says this incredible hymn of praise. My eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence for all people, a light to the Gentiles, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. Now I want you to imagine for a moment you're Mary. Imagine the encouragement that you must have experienced at the voice of Simeon. Verse 33 says she marveled or wondered or was in awe at what was said. I mean, think about Mary's story for a minute, right? Just a few months earlier, maybe 10, 12, something like that, she was just planning to marry this Joseph dude, right? And now she's had a uh, song sung over her. There were angels and prophecies and the star and the birth narrative, all of these things. Your kid is going to save all the people of Israel. I mean, think about how significant it is. And then besides that, you're pregnant and you've never had sex. I mean, imagine you've had a few moments throughout this story, right? I imagine that Mary's just like us marveling and excited at what God's doing and saying to her and at times worried and concerned and under an immense amount of maybe pressure. She's experienced a lot in a short period of time, and yet she's still plugging away in marriage. She's plugging away now in parenthood, and she's plugging away in her faith. And here you come to the temple, and God encourages her. God speaks through Simeon, an outside voice, an ordinary person. He's not a priest, and up until this point, he's not a prophet either. But Simeon speaks, says your son, your supernatural son, he's going to bring glory to all of Israel. It's not, imag- it's not hard to imagine how much Mary might have needed that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is the right thing. You keep saying the same things to me, Lord, Father in heaven. 
See, God speaks encouragement to Jesus' parents through Simeon. And God often speaks encouragement to us. He's certainly spoken it to me through the mouths and lives of people in the church. And then third, in the letter to the Philippians, Paul gives us an example of uh, how we are to respond when God speaks through others. God gives you people to help you and me, help us along in our Christian lives. And at the end of his letter to the Philippians, Paul writes, what you have learned, what you have received, what you have heard, what you've seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. See, God's word, the Bible, the godly examples of other people are meant to actually affect your life. They are meant to be examples to you and to tell you and to speak to you the way in which you are to live for and with Jesus. We are to put those things into practice. And then there's this great little line at the end of the Philippians, that verse 9, that when you put these things into practice, when you listen and hear God, when you are spoken to by others, God gives you this little gem of something, and it's something that we all need says, practice these things, and the God of what? Peace will be with you. Take a breather for a moment, a time out, if you will. How many of you would like to have peace right now? How many of you would like to experience peace in your life? I mean, not simply the absence of violence or war or conflict in relationships, but the presence of hope presence of contentment, the presence of joy. How many of you would like to experience love and forgiveness? How many of you are tired and burdened by the pressures of life and you need rest? See, friends, what we need in this situation, what you need is to hear God's voice. The voice that says, I have your future in my hand. That's what God says to you. If you put your trust in him, I've got it firmly under my control. I'm keeping it for you in heaven. I'm protecting it for you. Your future is secure in me. Or maybe it's the voice that says this, I love you. I forgive you. True peace, if you want to find it, it's found in me. In the restoration of a relationship that I so desperately want you to have. This is what God says in his word. I want a relationship with you so much, so much that I sent my son Jesus into the world so that you could have it. I sent my son Jesus into the world so that he might die, so that your sins would be paid for and covered over by the blood of Jesus, so that you might not die eternally, but you might have life everlasting. I love you so much, that's what God says. You know what else he says? He says, I've done it all. I provided the way for you to be forgiven. I provided for you a way for your relationships to be restored. I provided for you a way to have peace, real peace, lasting peace, forever peace done. That way, the way has a name, and it is the name Jesus. If you want peace, if you want protection, if you want a, a completely secured future, then you find it in Jesus Christ. You will find forgiveness, you will find rest, you will find peace. 
And I'm wondering, are you hearing this? Are you listening this morning? God loves you, and he wants to do everything in his power to make your path straight. And not only has he given you the Bible, right? Not only has he given you his words, not only has he given you the Holy Spirit, but he's given you a bunch of other people to help you, to make your way in life, many of which are sitting right here in the same room with you. I can attest that people in this room have spoken God's truth over me when I most needed it. People in this room have spoken the truth of the gospel over me when I felt the death that comes with sin. I've been guided by people in this very room who have helped me to answer God's call and to live in a way that he wants me to live. God has given us one another. But not only that, but he's given us people throughout history, right? There are tons of people that you can read, that you can listen to, that you can uh, read about and see their way of life and be encouraged, given guidance, encouragement, and hope in life, given examples for a way to live. That's what God wants for us today. He wants you to hear him, and he wants you to know him, and he's given you his word, and he's given you other people to help you. Sometimes we need help hearing and understanding. And God has given you help in other people. I want to give you a couple of quick ways to apply this because there are a lot of voices in this world, right? There are so many voices that try to speak spiritually over things. I think about like the sort of religious-laden psychology of Jordan Peterson or perhaps the Jesusless. Uh, self-help of, of Tony Robbins, or even uh, recently uh, the uh, new album by Kanye West, right? Look, I celebrate that Kanye is giving Jesus glory. I praise God for that, but I'm going to wait a little while to see the fruit before I believe everything that he says. Is that right? So there are three things that I want you to see from the story of Simeon that uh, will help you discern who to listen to, Okay. So the first thing that we learn about Simeon in the passage is that he was a devout man. He was following after God. He was expecting to find God's salvation, and he was being led by the Holy Spirit. The fact is, is that we should be listening to other people who are devoutly following God and are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? And, and not that God doesn't teach us through a lot of other ways, but if we're going to trust it, Trust a person or trust a teaching, we need to be, know that they're being led by God's Holy Spirit. Simeon is being led by the Spirit of God. That's number one. Number two, number two is that what Simeon says as being led by the Holy Spirit confirms the word of God that was already spoken to Mary, right? All the things were things that she had already heard. Therefore, we need to be uh, students of the Bible enough so that we can measure what's being said by somebody else, could be a friend, could be a neighbor, could be a, a, a book, but we need to confirm and affirm that it needs to confirm and affirm the things that God has said in the Bible. Does that make sense? That we uh, should measure somebody's teaching by what the Bible has already said, because the Holy Spirit this is important. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to discern something that is contrary to the Word of God written in the 66 books of the Bible. Never. 
And if you find that you are hearing something different, you may not be hearing the right thing. You may need some help discerning that. But if you feel like you're hearing something different, always stick with the Word of God. All right? So number two. So number one is that uh, Simeon was somebody filled with the Spirit or being living by the Spirit. Number two is he was confirming the things of God. The third thing is this, is that the outside person, the other person, Simeon, directs Mary's heart towards God, not towards himself. All right? When it says she had wonder and awe, she was marveling at the things that Simeon was confirming and saying about Jesus. So that's how you and I discern who to listen to and what to listen to. Is it being led by the Spirit of God, by people of God? Is it being confirming the Word of God already written in the Bible? And third, is it directing your heart to peace and joy and love and forgiveness that we find in Jesus? Is your heart being directed to God? Now, this is exciting because God has given you hundreds, if not thousands, of teachers. And it's for us to hear and to listen. After the service, I want to tell you this, that we have in the uh, lobby uh, a a little book, uh, booklet of of resources. Now, this was hard for your clergy to do, but we narrowed down uh, a selection of books of trusted people on a variety of topics for you to hear from other Christians. These are books and writings and things that are worth reading. We want you to take one of these so that you might be growing not only in the Word of God, hearing from Him in the Bible, but you'll be hearing from Him through other people. And next week, we're going to talk about hearing His still, small voice as He speaks directly to you. Let us pray. Father, I thank You this morning for Your Word. I thank You for the examples of Samuel and Eli and Simeon and Joseph and Mary and for the example of Paul. And I pray that you would, um, you would help us to hear your voice speak to us through your word, through other people, so that we might follow after you and find you and live for you in this life. And we pray that that would fill us with great peace and joy as we believe. In Christ's name, amen.